Monday sucked. Till we came. Allegedly. Hello and welcome to the last episode of the season. Of the season. Allegedly NYC, I'm Nomi Ruiz. And I'm Eva San Jurjo. And we're giving you last call. It's last call, bitches. <laughs> just of the season. Just of the season. We're coming back. It's just that, you know, traveling, New Year's, everyone needs to get themselves together, regroup, yeah. and then come back with a big old bang. Yeah, give you a, some time to reflect on yes. these past 10 episodes and share them mm, and reflect and come back with some new tea in the yeah. new year. And don't forget to write us about tea. If you have tea, like, you know, like topics or like... Yeah, or do questions. You, do you work somewhere where, you know, a celebrity might work and it's, you have some vicious tea about them? Ooh. Share with us. Write us at allegedlyNYC at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> We don't. We ignore those. The, what are the, those? Sh- shut the fuck up agreements. Oh, n- non-disclosure. Yeah, <laughs> we ignore those here. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Let's reflect on yes. the ten episodes. Uh, what was your like your high your highlight? Let's do like the the, the uh, what is it the pick the pit and the peak. Oh uh, yes, the, the high the, the high point. Yeah, I like it when they season. they talk about it on um, Real Housewives in New York. It's like, what was your thorn and what was your rose? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, obviously coming back to do this was a highlight and us going in with a bang. Um, love, love, love. I loved meeting Michael Imperial. Like he Oh my was god, that was awesome. Such a gentleman, so nice, so like, you know, obviously he's not his character, but you know, he's like this like new waving vegan loving dope guy, like artsy fartsy, like super dope, you know? Yeah. And like was not really- expecting that. Really professional actor. Oh yeah, he's like a he. He is a craftsman. You yeah, know? he has a beautiful craft, and he really like goes headfirst into these projects that are amazing. I, I now I have his book twice because I thought mine was stolen. <laughs> so now I have I, and I but I paid it forward. I gave it to our friend Christian. Mm-hmm. He's gonna read. Cute. We're both gonna read it. That's great. Yeah, book club. but we're book clubbing the it. The perfume burned his eyes. Yeah, so but we. <laughs> oh yeah, great. And I love, again, I loved having Siler here. That was a great highlight. I don't know. Everything was great. It was great. I have not, like, I just, I loved every one of our episodes and we're having so much fun. It was on really top an eclectic mix. I love it. Victoria's, Victoria's was juicy. Oh my God. That was amazing. That was amazing. My brother is Your always brother fun. Your brother kills it all the time. He's going to be here all the time. Like, I don't know why I, relationship, why do we go to anybody about relationship advice? He'd be like, fuck that. Don't be a thought. Oh you my know, God, like, that's I, a, you know what? If anyone out there has relationship <laughs> advice you want to ask, tattoo motherfucking Al. Oh my God, advice column. Please. Yeah, we need an advice column. We're going to oh start one gosh. for him. So like, dear, dear tattoo Al. motherfucking <laughs> Al, <laughs> write us at allegedlyNYC yeah. at gmail.com. I know, I just, I just felt like this season was amazing. How about you? What's, yeah. what, what are your roses? Oh, my roses. <laughs> my brother is always a rose. Always. Because it's just like, you know, it's, it's interesting talking to him about things that we don't normally talk about. Right. Like, in this setting, it's interesting. I learn more about him, and yeah. and, and I see people how. open up here. Open up here too. Yeah, it's a really comfy place. Yeah. People feel like they're at home. I think yeah. that's what makes allegedly NYC very special. I think so too. We always have a third chair open. Yeah, we always invite a third. We love a third. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, today we have an amazing third oh, joining us. She's so gorgeous. I had to change my outfit. Girl, we changed outfits I changed, three I, times. And I beat my face so hard. So I'm like, girl. I, I, we had to step it up. I couldn't. Yeah, I was like, I am not. I got to step my game up. She's I, she's too. I can't. Girl. She's so gorgeous. I couldn't deal with myself. MC. <laughs> Activist, outspoken, talented, talented, and I and I listen to her lyrics. She's she got, she's got some humor in there too. Uh, body she's funny. conscious, yes. Miss Boogie's joining us today girl. to give us all the tea on her career. Just a runaway girl, just making a visit, a little pit stop to allegedly. Ah, I can't wait to hear her spit on the mic. Ooh. Well, before that, we're gonna just put- a light spit. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little drool. A little drool. Spit in your mouth. <laughs> Stop it. That's why we have no friends. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we're going to get into one of her jams, and then we'll be right back with Miss Boogie. All right, let's do it, girl. This is Morphin Time by Miss Boogie. Let's do it. Get into it, darling. She's gorgeous. You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly. Miss Boogie, bitch. Now let's get it. Brooklyn, rock with me, uptown, show me how you get down, ow, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got I'm still, I'm still boogie from the block I don't got time, but I got a new watch And I'm still getting paid for the shit that I pop Gone for a minute, now I'm back with the jump off Fuck you, thought this wasn't gonna pop off Now I'm back with the panties and the bra on DJ, let me hit a thong song Ain't shit changed, but the look of my skin Smooth skin like a bitch from heart Lamb chick with a dick from Brooklyn Kill a bitch words to my melanin You don't got a choice but to bow down Cause I've been dubbed as a pretty petty bitch From the underground When I'm out of town Hoes make a lot of sound And when I pull up They wanna knock off the crown In time I'm your favorite ranger I'm pushing through in the ranger Move over here comes the danger Now tell me who's gonna save ya Go go power ranger Cunt Go go power ranger Go go power ranger Meow Go 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 Don't be fooled by the cock that I got. Niggas love me and they all give me top Test my realness on anybody black I ain't really rock on ya nigga cock <sighs> Fuck my gender, I am that contender Your man's entertainer I got vibranium, I got the flavor I got the haters, I got the taser Give me my paper Last time it was witch queen performance Now it's femme queen performance Turns out I'ma always be gorgeous Now it's back to the soaring Female figure with the finger on the trigger Water for my skin, you could keep all that liquor If winning is a sin, then my body is a sinner I'ma keep praying till my body gets thicker, nigga on my knees like Ishala, Ishala, Kanzala The Ishala, Ishala, Kanzala The Ishala, Ishala, Kanzala Tyrannosaurus, Kant Mastodon, Triceratops, Kant Saber-toothed tiger Pterodactyl, Kant What y'all really want? What's the fucking scene? I'm pushing through in the ranger Move over, here comes the danger Now tell me who's gonna save ya Go, go, Power Ranger Nobody can take her She's so fucking major On her worst behavior You're listening to Allegedly NYC I just made my own name. May the best contender come to the front of the line. You want to battle? 
bring it on, bitch. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. I get light, bitch. I get caught. I get caught. Give me caught. Give me what I want. All right, and we're back. We're back. With a very special guest. Beyond special, beyond gorgeous. MC. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Power Ranger. Power Ranger. <laughs> I love that song. That's so good. <laughs> Miss Boogie. What's going on? Hi. Welcome to Allegedly Thanks so much for coming. Your nails are killing me right now. Oh my God. She beautiful. So thank you. Gorgeous. We were like nervous. We were like, what are we wearing? We had to change outfits. I changed my whole we outfit changed for you. I saw your picture. I saw your picture. I was like, she's no, no. I was like, I need. I was like, because I was wearing, you know, I was, you know, doing errands today. I was like, as I saw your picture, I was like, oh, I gotta put on a dress. Y'all need to stop. No, I had to put on. I, I actually, I, contoured a little bit. I, I just, I did, I did, I did. I, got myself pretty for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. How you doing? I'm chilling. I'm around. I'm here. I'm present. You are. Yeah. Thank you for coming. And you came from. From East New York, you said, right? Yes, East New York in the Bills Inn. Right. And Picking that's Ave. where you're originally from, too? Yes. Um, I'm originally from East New York all my life. I did, like, junior high out there, elementary. I mean, I'm originally from the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. Colombia. Well, that's where my parents are from. But right. I grew up in DR. Gorgeous. And then I came to New York in time for high school. So oh, I'm wow. Still, I'm still, like, fresh off the boat. <laughs> Just got here. Just oh. got here. Right. <laughs> and what was, when, so when did you move to East New York? Um, so, like, my, my grandparents migrated to East New York. Okay. okay. So they've been there since the beginning of their time here. So anytime I come back to the States, I go to East New York. That's where my mother was or is. That's where all my siblings are. That's where my parents met. Uh, so you were so. visiting back and forth for mm-hmm. a while before you relocated. Yep. Gorgeous. I and what was life like growing up in East New York in the mean streets of Brooklyn? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I mean, according to popular belief, it was the mean streets of Brooklyn. But for me, it was really chill. Like, mm-hmm. it was homey. I stood my grounds. Awesome. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to kind of like fuse myself with the right posse mm-hmm. where, you know, um, kind of like... I faced adversity, but we faced adversities collectively. So it was just like, Dope. if I'm struggling, like all my homies are struggling. If we're having mm-hmm. a good day, we're all having a good day. So um, I, I had a really good time in my neighborhood, in my hood. And like, I'm still fortunate enough to like be in my hood still. Mm-hmm. So I get to really like have like a kind of like a worldly insight on what it means to grow up in the ghetto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through my travels and bringing them back home and right, all that. Right. So. Oh, that's dope. They must love you. Yeah, that's my hood really loves like, me. Like, I mean... It's, on the block. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really yeah. like that. I mean, and and I, that was always one of my goals. Like, I'm like, if I'm good in my hood, I'm good anywhere. Like, right. I'm I'm okay with being a hood celebrity. Like, yes, so, like, all the crackheads love me. Yeah. Like, they take care of me. They nurture you me. You go home at any time. That's Everyone's when you looking know you out mean. for you. Exactly. Exactly, right? it's that kind of yeah. vibe. That's dope, that, that neighborhood vibe. Because a lot of times, like, New York changes so much and so quick, and a lot of places lose that element, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's when you have that, and when you're from there, that's really, it's like, beautiful. that's really special. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I've I've had plenty of opportunities to kind of, like, branch out and stuff and, like, not live there physically anymore, but there's something about me, like, 
standing my grounds. Mm-hmm. That's your home. Physically and metaphysically, where it's like, y'all not going to take over East New York if no. that's the last yeah. thing y'all going to no, do. this is my headquarters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have dope. to go through me. Yeah, <laughs> Even good. if I'm the last house standing on the block. Girl, they want me out of this building so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> no. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Girl, it's like, like batteries not included right here. <laughs> they want oh me God. out. Oh my God. Um, I read that you have a brother who is a Spanish rapper. I do. Oh my God, bitch, you've been gorgeous. <laughs> we have our very own Barbara Walters. <laughs> I love it. Were you like, what's he like? Were you like influenced by, by him growing up? Yeah, so my brother, um, he, uh, well, I mean, still to this day, he's an artist to me. Like, he's mm-hmm. not actively recording or mm-hmm. creating, but to me, he's still an artist. And, um, I was I influenced by him absolutely. Um, when I was younger and I was still in ZR, kind of like building my bridge between ZR and here, mm-hmm. he was already like you know creating music, producing for himself, and recording for himself, which is a really big deal at that time to be DIY. Like you yeah. had to be smart because not everything was like plug and play. Like now mm-hmm. you could buy a USB microphone and just like find it on your computer and start recording, you know? Mm-hmm. But back then you had to really like be a geek for the for the craft. Totally. And um so I was always very impressed and influenced by that. And um just seeing how he kinda like also took English I mean Spanish wasn't his first language. So just to see him dominate a language that wasn't his first language and mm. only make Spanish music was very That's impressive and very inspirational. Cool. That's like, smart. Yeah. So um and then basically, fast forward, he ended up kind of like getting his big break and he was touring kind of like Latin America and a whole wow. bunch of places and opening up for like the reggaeton artists of the oh time. And then, Very um, cool. and hot? yeah, <laughs> is my brother hot? Yeah, I'm like, what's yeah, my hot? Yeah, brother, my, brother, my brother's hot. I mean, because you're gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love my brother. Um, and then, so then when he, when he um was on tour, his tour lasted maybe like two years, and then he ended up oh, staying wow. in the Dominican Republic and kind of like you know this was the birth. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dempo. It's like the Dominican version yes. of reggaeton. Yes. Um. So that Love was Dembo. the yeah. So that was like, like Munchi, right? Mm-hmm. Munchi kind of yeah. Sorry. So that Munchi, yeah, he worked with Love like Azalea and stuff. Okay. So when he was in DR touring, that was like the birth of that. So he found it to be like a great place to be at at the time and to like capitalize off his career um so while he was out there i was already here and then i was like dd breaking into dexter's laboratory where like that was dexter's sister's name right oh my god oh my god so then yeah so i broke into his little lab that he had in the attic (laughs) and i just started pressing buttons and then my first ep happened that is so freaking cool yeah like that's when you fell in love with hip-hop would you say Mm mm-hmm well, I always was in love with hip-hop, but mm. that's when I fell in love with creating Great. hip-hop. Nice. Um, so, of course, he was, like, on the phone, like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever. Mm. And, but, I mean, it really changed my life. And I think he gagged. He was like, oh, okay. Let's go. Like, oh, so then by the time... Right? Pass the mic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, by the time he came back, he was kind of, like, disenchanted with music and, like, mm. the art and, like, the... The process of being an artist, like yeah. he was still very 
he was still very um, creative, but, like, the process of being an artist, like, at this point, he was already having to do, like, press runs and, like, be in front of the camera, and, like, he yeah. wasn't into no, that. He just wanted yes. to be yeah. in the lab. In the lab. So yeah. when he came back, he was just like, you could have all of that other part of it. That. Like, let me know if you need my technical help. Right. Oh, that's sweet. Like, I'll make that. your beats. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I'll be the star for you. <laughs> and, like, I vowed to always carry his name, and, like, clearly, like, right now is a perfect example, so... That's awesome. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. They have a special relationship. Yeah, it is cool. special. I love Big Brother. I mean, we like <laughs> we probably say like a few words to each other a day, but it's still like this synergy that we have. Yeah, it's of always course. there. Two talented oh people. I remember stealing my brother's Casio keyboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was when I was like, I'm going to make music. <laughs> it's always stealing from the brother. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my God. And so, like, how long have you been making hip-hop now? You've been in the game for a taste. Oh my god, <laughs> getting goosebumps all over again. <laughs> um, so I damn timeline. I think it's been like seven years since I dropped my first EP. Dope. Oh, fuck, that's mad long ago. That it's that's funny when you look back and you're like, oh shit. But I yeah. think everything was yesterday. I, I have no concept of years at all. Yeah, yeah. that's my like thing seven too, years like, to me seems like yesterday. Same. It's crazy, same. right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so it's been seven years since I dropped my first EP. Um, So, but I don't know. I think being in the game, because, you know, the game is like a whole nother, like, Mm -hmm. playing field. Yeah, I feel like I got in the game, like, probably, like, two years after that, when I was just like, all right, I'm ready to play. This is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to spit hard now on you bitches. (laughs) Move over. Yeah. I love it. You're going to do, like, all my, like... Stage presence from now on. I got a hype girl. I am there. Move over. I'm gonna spit on you, bitch. I love it. Um, and so you had a journey through hip hop, you know, as your with your image and with your identity. And so I remember when I was getting into music before I transitioned, I was, um. I kind of used my love for music and wanting to be in the game as an excuse to like delay my process. I was so scared and I had never seen that ever. And I was just like, oh, it's going to affect me. I'm not going to be successful. And, but it just got to the point where I just had to do what I had to do for me. And, right. and that's just how I was evolving. And you, and you had a very public transition. You already had sort of established yourself and your identity. So I was wondering how that was for you. Like, was it also, did you have fears? Did you feel like... It was going to affect your career in, in different ways? Or were you just like, this is it, this is what I'm going in? I mean, yeah. So it definitely, I was definitely pretty fearful because at that point, um, I was, I had a system for myself. Like I was creating, dropping it, touring, paying the bills, creating, dropping it, touring, paying yeah. the bills. Like, Which is already a big I, yeah effort for an artist yeah so I had a system for myself that was running for the span of like four or five years already like I was I was deep into it and it was at this point it was like beyond survival like it was just like I'm programmed Mm -hmm. to follow this curriculum that I created for myself and that was always the scariest part about it that I created the world that I was in and I manifested it so it was like how do I step out and still let, like, my gift exist outside of the world that I created for it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, 
I felt really indebted to like a lot of the people that poured money into me and like mm. listened to me and wrote to me and like all these things. And um, I knew for a fact that the only way for me to transition in peace was to step away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part was really hard. I, I didn't want to make people believe that I was never going to make music again or that I was never going to tour again, mm-hmm. but I knew that it was going to be some time before that like really happens like mm-hmm. full fledged. Right. So, I mean, as far as like my identity goes and like sharing that with all the people that were following me and pouring money into me, I... It was hard. It was very, very hard. Um, again, like I didn't want to let people down. Right. I didn't want to um, confuse anyone more than I was already confused myself with like how the process was gonna unravel. So um, that's why I led to kind of just like making it public, where I was like, okay, so what has gotten me to this point in my career is being so open with people, like yeah. through my social media and my channels and my music, like being very candid, like letting people know when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm rich, when I'm poor, when I'm okay, when I'm backed up, or like, you know, letting people all know about my trials and tribulations. Yeah, the rawness. So, yeah, so I was like, I if anything, I have to like make that part of the segue. Mm-hmm. So it's like I might not be giving music as much as I was before or performing, but at least I'm still giving people like my life. Like I'm mm-hmm. inviting people into mm-hmm. my creative process that does not only include art. Right. Um so so then I decided to make it public and I used um a lot of like my my media resources to kind of just like tell my story and a good friend of mine named Justin Morin, um, which is a writer for a few publications. Um you know, he picked up my open letter and he put it on Paper Magazine. And that's great. I was very grateful that it happened that way because I genuinely couldn't, like, I couldn't explain it. Right. I couldn't, like, put a, put a label on it. I couldn't no. put it into words. But I was able to put it into that letter. And he helped me kind of just, like, fluff it up. And That's fabulous. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I was just, like, I don't know. Like, I, it was... I felt like a sense of relief mm-hmm. when I put out the letter, but then also I was just like, so what happens now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. like, what happens now? Like, how do I, how do I engage with the people that are reading the letter to like find out what they think? Because I care about what they think. Right. Because I care about what they think about like how I affect them. You know, yeah, not, not, yeah, not necessarily their too. like approval or disapproval, yeah. but it was like, how is this affecting you? How is this helping you? Like, how should I have just stayed quiet and like disappeared and popped up out of nowhere? Like, right. hey, what's up? You know, like, right. But I think people always see through that kind of stuff because then exactly. it, it seems like this like fear or like intimidation. And then when you're mm-hmm. in, your craft is so like raw and honest and in your face and that's like, I think that was the best. The yeah. best way to do it, like stay true to your craft and you exactly. So it was, yeah, it was about like remaining creative and still not, you know, giving people the creativity that they expected from me. Because truth be told, like my transition is a creative process. Like mm-hmm. I have Absolutely. to, from the beginning, from the root, in the middle of my life, create the woman that I was intended to be yeah. for my whole life. Right? I was always so apprehensive. In my music and my craft and, like, publications to, like, identify by a pronoun or, like, you know, mm-hmm. choose something. And that was, that surrounded my career a lot. I came out in a time where, like, queer rap 
air quotes, was, like, the thing, you know? So it was, people were so obsessed with, like, what does a queer rapper mean? Or, like, are you a gay rapper? Or are you, like, like, what are you, you know? Like, why do you rap? So I came out, and, and then that like, becomes the focal point, which is like yeah. why it's always so kind of annoying when you're like, and I was I'm just like, listen to my music. Yeah, like, exactly. Why I'm does saying that have to be, it in my music? Yeah, I, I, why why can't my music just explain it all to you? Like, just yeah, listen. Yeah. And that's something that I took a lot of pride, and I was like, bitch, I just rap. Like, yeah, that's all I do. Just listen. Bitch. Like, yeah. yeah. So buy my ticket, buy my album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so part of my my music and like my lyricism was very much like all the question, all the answers that you need to your questions are in my music. Yeah, like, exactly. I would tell that to like. Like people who were interviewing me, like I'd be like, listen to track number seven on this EP. That's yes. the answer to Bring that it question. Bring back to the music always. So um, Gorgeous. yeah, it was yeah, it was a tough time, but here we are. But here you are, <laughs> and fucking fiercer you... than ever. Did I mean, you... I changed outfits for you. Girl, That's we how gorgeous I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you feel like your craft changed? Like I know sometimes when you when you like let this weight off, you, like it just it, like your craft gets like even ten times more like fueled with like fire and you feel like oh I'm even better than I ever was you know like yeah so one thing I was very excited about was like um revisiting like my lyricism as a woman that I am today Mm -hmm. like speaking from that perspective and I always I always spoke from like a very free perspective but I got into a place in my career like towards like the last chunk of it which was like probably the most lucrative time and, like, the time where I saw, like, most of the world. But I was just, like, in a crossroads. I was like, okay, so, like, do I I take this and, like, make this, like, life period right now as the body that I was living in at that time? Mm -hmm. But then I was fighting with it because I was like, no, because if I sign anything right now, if I do anything too serious right now, I'm probably going to be, like, in a like, it, I'm gonna be locked down to the person that I am today, and that for right. me was a true prison mm-hmm. because I always knew that my transition was right. on the horizon. I just right. didn't know when the right time to do it was. Wow, yeah. Okay. So like, you know, I had opportunities to like sign things and like agencies this and this and the third and money and advances, and I was just like, no, I'm bigger than that, and I know what I'm gonna do with this coin, bitch. I'm just gonna go get surged, and then yeah. it's gonna be a big thing, and I. <laughs> So I was just like that's pressure because yeah. because like you kind of work towards those things and and having those opportunities and then you're like shit. But, I mean, thank God you're smart enough to recognize like the pitfalls of that too. So I knew that I again I knew my transition had I couldn't be financially tied to anyone or anything. I couldn't be emotionally attached to anyone or anything. No. I just had to really like be strip free, it strip yeah. it down, literally mm-hmm. like. If you're going to paint a wall again, like, you have to put paint thinner on it and strip that wall down yeah. to repaint it. Like, yeah, it's the process. So, I knew for my metamorphosis, like, I just needed to, like, strip, strip down of everything. So, that's why I had to, like, release, like, you know. My, my idea behind my music was just, like, listen, anybody who's consumed it, anybody who's consuming it, anybody who's following, this is my gift to you. Do what you want with it. You right. can continue to listen to it time and time after time. It's on. It's if it's in your library, keep it there because I'm. I have to do something real quick. You yeah. know, I'll be right back. So yeah, Stay I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> so then, um, so then, as far as so your question, like, did I feel like pressure was lifted off of me, and like, was I able to like revisit, you know, like full fledged? That part was complex and complicated for me because I was just like. So, 
do I start all over? Do I pick up where I left off? Like, do I quote unquote rebrand? Like, I thought about everything from like spiritually to technically right. mm-hmm. to like marketing to like, you know what I mean? Like, mentally. Yeah. So I thought I thought about all those things because at this point it was like buy team, buy indie label. By everybody who was like, you know, really did a lot of people like turn their backs on you? So no, or you I was just in your head. You just yeah, needed, I was just yeah. like, I gotta go. Like, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I got a flight I to catch this. this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because people it's unavoidable. Were, yeah, it's just like, people okay, were still it. trying to like, you know, roll out plans that they had for me, like plans for me. You needed a minute. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I yeah, got plans. I have, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, um, when it came time to like, you know. Make me and and don't get me wrong. I, I've created like you know like small singles like here and there since the time I came out and like my transition, but um, I still don't know. And it's and I cried a lot the other day because I was just like, damn, like I know this is my gift. I know this is my talent, and like, am I? I want to revisit it to a point where it's like I'm genuinely creating and I'm yeah. not like trying to keep up with myself or with what I created or like mm-hmm. compete with the older version of me. So, you well, know, to me, it seems like you just sort of like turn a page. It's like, this is part of the same story. Like you're, you're just, you're telling your story, you're living your story and like the story continues. You know what I mean? It's not like true, yeah. but like a big part of the stuff that I used to talk about in my music was like suppressing the emotions that I'm releasing now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's interesting because I, a lot of the music I've listened to a lot of your music recently and it, a lot of it has to do with like body conscious stuff, and it's like really owning your body mm-hmm. and owning your like sexuality, and and it's interesting when you're like you can you can feel it and 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 sense what you're going through, like getting in tune with your body and sort of expressing like this is me, this is mine, this is the one thing you can't take away from me, and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do with it, regardless of the deals or the yeah the 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 box you're maybe trying to put me in like exactly it's not allowed exactly so um you know creation is on the horizon like i i don't I think that i would mm-hmm. ever like not make the music and of course not. we're waiting for an album the, so yeah. they're better than- <laughs> exactly the beauty the about- kids are waiting honey. <laughs> yep <laughs> The beauty about me stepping out of the game when I stepped out was that I stepped out at a point where it was just like, you know what? I could revisit this shit when I'm 50 and still be fab. Word. Yes. Like, that's where I'm at right but now. That's because not happening. No, no, that's not happening. <laughs> like, we won't wait. let that happen. But it's like, I'm not tied to, I'm not, I wasn't tied to like a stream. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. if I would have. That's freedom. That's yeah. true freedom. Because not I a lot of people have that option. If I would have locked down anything at that time, I would have been completely continuously trying to like be hot in the essence mm-hmm. but my idea of being hot was just like that's not hot this is hot right like i was avoiding everything that was considered hot you know so right. do you feel a different kind of pressure now because i know like a lot of women in hip-hop express like it, you know it's a male-dominated game and there's all this like you know all these stigmas and all the shit that women deal with on a daily basis anyway like do you feel a different type of pressure in the game now well, that's when I pull out my credentials, and that's when I pull out my resume. You know what I mean? Because, you know, regardless of what was happening, like, physically at that time, which was, like, the, the music that I was putting out, the context that it was in, my imagery, my, my physical presence and my presentation, all of those things I was able to, like, reimagine and kind of just, like, 
put aside, but my impact and the places that I've impacted and the places that I've been and the people mm-hmm. that have heard my voice, you can never change that. Like, exactly. bitch, I hit every content before I was 30. Hello. And I was performing. You know what I mean? That's so, like, right. I went there for work and my work was to reach out to the people that felt like they were connected to me regardless Amazing. of what I looked like, exactly. you know? So, as far as, like, feeling that pressure and, like, a male-dominated industry, I feel like I dominated my mission as a male, mm-hmm. and I'm dominating it as a female. So it's and like, I, I don't... I don't... I the domination that. comes from within. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. What, I'm wondering what your view is on the state of hip-hop today. Like, you, oh. you, you... I read once you said, like, referring to hip-hop, you say we take our oppression and make it a celebration. Like, do you feel like that's what hip-hop is doing these days? Like, I guess in a mainstream way. Well, it's hard because I think that, like, I'm a firm believer of just, like, you know, your journey versus, like, the journey. Right. So, when I look at everyone in hip-hop, I try to visualize them as just themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter who sounds like who or how many little babies there are in the game, (laughs) like, you know? (laughs) Littles, little, the little. Yeah, the the littles. I try to give them, you know, the space to understand them as just solely them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care how many times, like, topics may cross or lyrics may cross or references may, you know, intertwine. Each person is each person. So that's my, that's still my perception on why people get into Mm hip-hop because they want to celebrate their oppression. And that's their way of reimagining their reality, you know? Mm, Collectively, hip-hop... I don't know if I ever really believed in hip-hop collectively. Like, in my... During my time in hip-hop or the generation of hip-hop that I'm a part of. Mm. Like, that's why I mainly love, like, hip-hop that's outside of my generation. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. When it was when I had the opportunity to listen to like Little Kim's and Missy Elliott's, like I oh, probably yeah. wasn't old enough, but I but mean, it was yeah. like rebels music. It yeah, was like exactly. It was like people kind I of wasn't, like being rebellious. I was yeah, I wasn't old enough to court to like create the parallel, but I was old enough to like it, right? Yeah. So that's why I don't really like. I don't. I don't know if I fuck with like collective hip hop today. Right. I can't relate to. I honestly like. I. We're we're little Kim little little Kims. We're we're all about Hardcore, yeah. oh my god, love love mm-hmm. love. And then I'm I, I'm a true lover of you know the Fox De La Soul and yeah the Wu Tang and, and, yeah. and, and golden era. Oh my god, the true golden era. And yeah. I feel very too nostalgic of that. <laughs> I, and I hate to feel nostalgic, but I am nostalgic of that hip hop very yeah. much like tribe and like all those people all those the beats were good the message was good like oh god it just put put you in this it gives you the feels and i feel like none of the hip-hop take gives me the feels at all yeah well i think it's also the reason why i also like a lot of them and like you know the dmx's and mm-hmm. all those it's because they give you the when i listen to them and when i see them or they give me the 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 kind of, like, vibe of me wanting to be in their shoes at yes, that time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Like, I sit back and I listen to Lauren and I'm like, damn, bitch, I wonder uh, what you uh, were doing at that moment uh, in that studio. Who did this to you? Like, who did this to you? Like, 
to you? Who is he? Who did this to you? You know, so when I listen to when I listen to yeah. hip hop today, I'm just like, all right, sis, like you know, cute, let's Talk get it, like yeah. yeah. But it doesn't give you the feel. It doesn't make you want to be there at that time no, in that moment. There's no. no mystery for me. No, and maybe that's maybe that's like the whole like social media thing, whatever, whatever. But I still feel like you know it could it's exist. I miss the, in the midst I miss of the that. rebellious aspect of it, and uh, that's why I, I like I get excited when there's like. Them queens rapping. It's like, oh my god, this is the most thug shit I've ever seen and heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, like, that's word. that's like for me, femme queens are the most thug in the universe. It's like any hardcore guys could never walk in our shoes. Like, mm-hmm. like good luck. Yeah, it takes so, like, a, it takes a lot more for you to like leave the house. Um, yeah, as like the person that you created versus like you know you fucking leaving the house as like a drug dealer or like you yeah. know whatever whatever the, the thing is you're like, like constantly on survival mode you're yeah. like constantly like dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. and like and that's why I think like femme queens are like the illest like MCs it's just like what that's that's what an MC is to me someone who is like raw surviving open, in your hustling face, like, and I'm like, going out this is who I am this is what yeah. I'm gonna say and the music is just so raw and so it's just like I, it, I fucks with it. Yeah, I fucks. With I think it. people enjoy the rawness a lot too. Maybe that's why you're you're both so love. You're you're honest with your music. You're hella on. You know, like you you know it's, you know I feel like it brings you to a, a, a place that you want to feel sexy or you want to smack a bitch. I you know like someone yeah. you know. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and, and the thing is like you know through, through our honesty we're like promoting honesty and we're like. I feel like we're being honest for those people who don't, who can't really be honest because mm-hmm. of right. whatever their circumstances the may be. Yeah, yeah. So you're their voices. That is the only reason why I would ever continue to like, you know, be in this game because yeah. I know it's way bigger than me. Like way bigger. Me, like just me as a physical being rapping, like bitch, mind blowing, forever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> We need new music. Yes. Okay, I want to ask you about some racial politics, if you don't mind. Yeah. In a recent interview with Hot 97, Fat Joe Mm. spoke on the topic and said, all music, all the music is African, when referring to hip hop, Brazilian music, Dominican music, Spanish, all the music is African. Uh, Let's speak about Latinos not being black. Latinos are black. Many Afro-Latino artists identify as black. And then Cardi B also was reiterating her Caribbean roots and expressing her frustration about people wanting to take away her black identity because of her complexion or whatever. So I'm curious what your what your thoughts are on that topic and how you identify and how you feel you fit into that conversation within hip hop too. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely black. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Um, you know, no one can ever take that away from me and I'm blessed enough to to have found the space to get in tune with that because mm-hmm. I I still do know a lot of, like... I still have a lot of friends that I grew up with that, you know, like, are Dominican or, like, are Latinas or whatever that still haven't tapped into that to mm-hmm. understanding that they are black. And mm-hmm. because you're an Afro-Latina or, like, a black Latina, it does not mean that you have to, like be woke or be centric of anything or not mm-hmm. perm your hair or not you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to be that. The people who do that is because that's what being black means to them. That's mm-hmm. the sector of blackness that speaks to them, you know? But um you can yeah, you can be like you can acknowledge the fact that you're black just based off of like spirituality, physical origin and like, you know, just the root of it all 
And you don't have to, it can just be an understanding that you have. You don't have to promote it. You don't have to wear it on your skin. If you're not um, visibly of color, like, you don't have to um, stand up for the right whenever the conversation comes up. You, It's just important to know, like, bitch, we black. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's a big whatever deal. You, and when it, com- of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when it comes down to the get down, we're both black. Yeah. I don't care how light skinned you are. Mm-hmm. So, um... I think that that's one thing. I just wanted mm-hmm. to put that out there and acknowledge that. Um, so as far as Fat Joe goes, when I saw that interview, yes, he's right. Um, absolutely. All music does come from Africa. Um, and I think essentially the essence of all music comes from Africa. Um, mm. What I do think comes from Africa is rhythm. Um, so I think that the right rhythm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> rhythm, um, and I don't without being like too subjective to like races, like it's like rhythm is a very like evident thing. Like, you know, we see who doesn't have it, we see who does have it. And yes, there are black people who don't have rhythm, but there is still a rhythm to their like not ri- no rhythm. The you know what I mean? The body's going to do something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's like even like with a place like America, like it's like, girl, what's the national dish here? It's not hamburgers, <laughs> German. It's not Frankfurters, German. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is it? So, (laughs) you know, that is also the same thing that applies to, like, music Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, culture that's not our culture. It's like, what, what what's the national sound of America? Like, what's their music? Like, you know what right. I mean? It's bitch. It's not rock. We could do research <laughs> on that. It's not hip hop. No. It's not so. Um. So yeah. So shout out to Fat Joe for like acknowledging that. I mean, yeah. I think that's like the again the essence of what it really what he was really trying to say. But you know, regardless of the fact he's like a prophet and like he's like a hip hop legend, so it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah as long as you understand some part of it, like, it's it's okay for you to speak on it in that way. It's way deeper yeah, yeah, than what yeah. he said, but, you know, for if sure. you decipher it, you get it. So, and then what did Cardi say? She said people try to take away her black identity. Yeah, she just says because they refer to her skin complexion that she's more, They I guess there's this debate about whether you're more uh, Latino or black. You know what I mean? I think I think there's like a... I think that happens a lot with like Latin culture, where it's like, because like even for me as Puerto Rican, I know that I'm mixed with a bunch of different races, and it's like it's yeah, sometimes or, or I feel platter, left out of conversations. Sure. Sometimes yeah. I feel included. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to like. I know that other people are. I, I probably have some privileges that other people don't have, and I want to be aware of that and not mm-hmm. be insensitive. But I also know that I don't. I'm not white. You know what I mean? I, and I know mm-hmm. that I we have this it's very similar struggles and mm-hmm. like we I feel the same oppression at times and, and that's when I feel like okay this is my people like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean well here's one thing that I have I think I think blackness mm-hmm. is a culture I think blackness is like you know it's, it's I don't think it's I never really identified with black as a race like mm-hmm. I think a race is like a social construct to kind of just like make you like if you go if you go to any other place in the world, like, race is not a question. Like, uh-huh. I mean, the social construct behind race, yes, black and white, of course, is always up for debate and it exists everywhere. But, like, in Dominican Republic, on IDs, like, on your actual ID, there's no race part. Right. You know what I mean? Here, it's, like, race. Like, white, Very black, that, yeah. Asian. Like, that doesn't exist out there, you know? So, it's, like, right. that's why I think race is, like, very much 
here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it's very, very, very much beyond, a constant. Exactly. So then in the in the midst of race, if you do want to take black out of it, I mean, if you do want to take black as a part of it, like I, that's why I think black is like it's a culture, it's a way of being, it's like it's a, it's it's just it's a state of mind, like mm-hmm. being black, you know. And then you strip that down, and you have like where you're from, where your roots are from, like what's your ethnicity, and all these other things. But mm-hmm. I think like black is is culture, and culture is based off of experience, and experience is based off of origin. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like I'm black. Um, if Cardi identifies more more on the Latina spectrum, like she, that's okay. But just also mm-hmm. understand, bitch, that like being Latina is also being black. Period. Like, well, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, it's just another way to say it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like black, Latina, you know, Indian, African, like all of those things are just like a way to say that you're not white. Right. Even Asian. Like, it's like, yes, I know that we have, like, a fix. Like, a lot of us are conditioned. Well, well, not us, but I'll just say a lot of the world is conditioned to understand that, like, Asian is, like, somehow outside of or parallel to, like, maybe whiteness or... No. Asian, right. black, white, anything, anything that's not white is just another way to say you're not white. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> respect it. You respect know what I mean? It. Like, there's the Asian struggle. Mm-hmm. There's a Puerto Rican struggle. Oh, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not Asians are, not all Asians are in the places that we might assume that they're in. Like, bitch, go to Chinatown. Bitches is getting right. down and dirty. Like, oh, yeah. that's somebody's Aunt Jemima, but <laughs> the Chinese version. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. China has a Harriet Tubman. I yeah. don't know who she is, but she's out there right. somewhere. Absolutely. Like, Okay, so this leads to another question where it's, there's, there's been this conversation about using the N-word in hip-hop and, mm-hmm. like, what who's, like, allowed to and who isn't. And so I'm curious to hear your views on that. Like, some people say, like, Latinos shouldn't use the N-word. And, like, they talked about, like, I guess J-Lo's used it. J-Lo did it, and what's her... The the actress, she she did as well. The one that from Jane the Virgin, she... Oh, she was being stupid, but she's always stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm curious what what you think about the politics behind that word. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a big one because yeah. when it comes to like celebrityhood, um, before we receive a celebrity, they're already like conditioned within their stardom to be part of a social group or to be mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like it's like somebody like J-Lo, like it's like, yeah, you know, she is the Puerto Rican princess. She is, you know, she is from the hood. She's all of these things. But I feel like, in many ways, the way we receive J-Lo, maybe more so in, like, particular years or, like, this time frame, like, it's, like, it's not really coming. Like, when I receive her and I digest her, it don't feel hood to me. No. Right. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I don't know if it ever really has. Like, no. You know what no. I'm saying? So, that's... It always felt a little, like, just pushed. Like, yeah, on the it's, six. And, yeah. Like, all it's the a, like, it's well, like, when Because she hasn't been on the six, right? I feel like it's... it's yeah, like, it's like, when were you on the six train, girl? It's, it's, girl, it's been She forever. left before. Girl. You know what I'm saying? So, but my thing is, like, she is just... Uh, it's having the guilt of having fame and wanting to be in touch 
with right. Yes. I mean, it was fun. The with music Castle was fun. Hill. I loved the look. But, but she wants to be. Cute. She still wants to be the girl from Castle Hill. But girl, right? So I mean, it's like you have a residency in Vegas. No shade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's that's why I feel like it's it's a lot. It's very difficult when we apply it to like celebrities, right. because again, like celebrities. The experience is so yeah, conditioned. It's so out of it's, touch, too. It's yeah, so, yeah. It's like, so, so what do you think about, in general, like, take away fame? I just, I just got to see you say it, no shade. <laughs> and I'll feel it in my spirit right, to know the, where it's coming thing, yeah, from yeah. or know where it's not. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like... like for me, it's always been... Because for yeah. me, it's always been, like, a hood thing. You know, like, where you're from kind of thing. And, like, when you're in the hood, like, my brother... And his friends, and they're just they, like Latin kings, and they use that word all the time. And sometimes, like, I'm like, you can't be just saying that. And he's like, what? Like, they look at me like I'm crazy, or like they're gonna smack me. <laughs> like, if yeah. I go up to a group of Latin boys on the corner and be like, you should be using that, I'm gonna get my ass beat. And it's, I feel like it's a hood thing. Cause even like when I'm in the hood and I see like Asian kids in the hood and even white boys in the hood, they're using that word, but in a way that's like, they're just like, I don't know, it's they don't even think about it. No. Well, I mean, but, but even even in whiteness, like you it's to be gauged because it's like I, if there's like some hood ass like Albanian kid, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> bitch, like what's good, my nigga? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's very different right. than the tradition, like you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. I know, yeah. I get it. I know totally I came here it. to talk, but there's just no, some no, things no, no, that no, no. like <laughs> no, I get it. You know no, I, I, mean? I, I get where you're going. I yeah, get where you're going. it's like yeah. I've I'm I guess I'm from Brooklyn. I've I have um I have three brothers from my father's side that are half Russian and half Colombian, and it's like that's my nigga. Like period, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with like you know his father being of color. It's just more so like baby, it's an experience. Like you know, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, what do you think about the term Latinx? <laughs> I know I'm still letting it sit in. Yeah, I still, I still haven't put it into context. Me too. No. I feel like it's. I need a cough drop for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like I just. I got a little. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's still digesting. Like I, I identify Latina. Yeah, I'm just Latina. I don't need like period. Yeah, yeah. Latina. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so a lot of like I said, a lot of your recent work deals with body ownership, and you've said that this is my body, and if we go to bed together and I share it with you, don't take advantage of me and don't fetishize me. Mm. So, I'm curious how you set barriers with the men in your life when it comes to like, or how you have in the past. I know maybe, I think you have a boo right now. Mm-hmm. She's locked down now. FYI. Sorry. If you're listening, Sorry. don't try it. Don't try but it. She's taken. if there were times when you I felt like you, like someone was, <laughs> she just, she just purred. Yeah, she's in love. That was a purr. She's in love. She's in love. That's what cats do. So how have you set barriers with men when it comes to like, distinguishing whether they're trying they're, they're fetishizing you or objectifying you and and still trying to like receive pleasure and have intimacy i mean truth of the matter is that like i haven't always done that right you know it came to i had to get to a very like particular place for me to like stand up and say that mm-hmm. because while i was navigating while i was navigating my transition um, so, okay, so, like, Snapple fact, I don't know if you read up on this before, but, like, this is not my first time physically transitioning. Like, mm-hmm. from the age of 16 to 19, I lived my life as a femme queen. Like, mm-hmm. I was on moans, I was transitioning, like, I had a name change, everything. Like, I was Work. the girl. Um, so, 
I had that chapter. Then I basically put a stop to my transition at 19 for many reasons. They were like legal reasons, physical reasons, um, you know, family reasons, like just social reasons, right? Yeah. So, um, so 20, so that's 20, 20 to 27 were the years where like I found like music as my outlet and I was able to escape everything that I was already trying to escape, which was, like, the reality of my transition, right? right? And that I was indeed in the wrong body. But then I found music, and, like, music made me feel like I was in the right body because I was being solicited. I was being, um, you know, fl- flown out of flewed out around the world yeah. and, like, you know, asked to give myself and people wanted right. to photograph me and, like, all these other things. So I was just like, oh, this is fab. Like, somebody right. likes it. Yeah. I don't. But uh, if you like it and I'm getting paid for it, okay. We'll so that was my, that was yeah, my that, relationship. That is a different yeah. perspective. Too. That, that was my relationship with music and, like, all the other, like, primp and cute shit that comes with it, like, being photographed and making videos and, like, all this other shit. I was like... I ain't really into this, but if y'all into it and y'all giving me coins for it, then, like, okay, we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. And the coins weren't going anywhere besides, like, my livelihood and my bills. So it was just like, all right, job. I think that is interesting (laughs) when you start receiving this, I guess we can call it fame. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to distinguish when when you're intimate with people, like, what's the agenda? What's really going on? Like, what am I getting out of this? What is my... What am I searching for, really? Yeah, or also, like, what am I giving? Like, what am I giving right. off that mm-hmm. you're so into? Because, quite frankly, I'm not into this right now, you know? Right, and I but felt, that's, like, addictive, too. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's addictive, and it's rewarding, and it's, um, the, the gratification is just, like... And then when you realize that you're changing lives, you're just like, okay, like, now I really have to, like, be here and be present. And that was, like, the turning point for me in my career was just, like, oh, shit. Like, there's, like, a little black kid in fucking Scandinavia or like Norway like the right. one like the whitest places in the world that is like reciting every one of my songs mm-hmm. since my first project where I'm just like holy shit That's and then like you're performing for like a crowd of you know, like all these white people, and like that black right. kid is like in the mm-hmm. middle, dead center, front row. Like, bitch, he's not even dancing; Horrible. he's just singing yeah. along. Like, you're just like, holy shit! Like, I got yeah, like I gotta come to work. I gotta show up. Right. Uh-huh. So then, um, you know, so translating that desire for me and like that desire for my body and my presence into like sex was very complex because. Since I already had, like, visited my life as a woman, I never stopped seeing myself as the girl. Mm -hmm. So when I saw men, I presumed men were seeing me as the teenage girl that I once was Mm -hmm. and as the woman that I'm going to be. I never thought men that desired me were seeing me as the person that I was in that moment because, quite frankly, I wasn't present. So if you listen to a lot of my music, a lot of my music is in retrospect. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it is like auto, like it's biography type. Mm-hmm. So it's like another reason why I kind of just like music stopped for me was because I caught up to everything that I was already talking about. So now I have to make these new experiences and this new like story to speak about. Right. And I live music it again. Right. right. Yeah. So then when it comes to men, that was my thing. I was not, I wasn't attracted to men that like men. I was attracted to, I'm attracted to men that like women. Yeah. The way I was presenting, you know, came off socially as like a gay flamboyant boy. Um, so when I looked for men, I looked for men in all the wrong places and I looked for men mm. in places where I could kind of like 
um, control how they saw me. So that's like, you know, social media or mm-hmm. like, you know, like dating apps. Like I got to project as much as I wanted to project without right. catfishing niggas, you know. Cause, <laughs> to an extent. Yeah, you know, it was just like a little bit more contour and then like. <laughs> Only one and a half filters. Yeah, exactly. You know the vibes. <laughs> a little sharpening and that was it. Exactly. So, you know, so I got oh to God. give them what I saw, what I thought was what I right. saw in me. Um, yeah, I recently realized like that, that I was always trying to like seek validation from men in my life as like a femme queen. I was like, for me, that's those are the moments when I felt like a lot oh, of women, a woman. Do that. like a lot yeah. of women, and it's and person it's, desires. Me. It's vicious. It's dangerous, yeah. and that is getting validation from a man is like the worst it's thing scary game. ever it's for any type of woman. Yeah, any, it's true. I know plenty of people that because they, they put can, themselves in that place. They could rip the rug. They could pull the rug yeah. from right up under you, and then immediately you give someone that power in like yeah, darkness. You're so vulnerable. Yeah. There. So um. Okay. So yeah. So then when it comes to like you know creating those boundaries and that that relationship between, I mean like yeah, that boundary between men fetishizing me and like um just really like understanding me. It took a very long time of like not valuing myself and giving myself to men that didn't deserve me for me to understand that and mm-hmm. um. But I'm grateful because, like, if my man would have met me in that stage where I was, like, you know, just being, like, a, a stupid hoe, yeah, I it would have been unfortunate for him because he wouldn't have gotten to get the best of me. So, yeah, because yeah, really you have to process it. Then. You learn a lot about yourself during yeah, that. Yeah, when yeah I, of course. When kind of self-destructive, too. Yeah, it's yeah. very self-destructive. And it is, it's very... It's, reflecting today in my sexual relationship with him where it's like listen I have some things I need to work on sexually and my man my man idolizes me he wants to fuck me like but there's just so much that I have to work on and I'm trying to be vocal with him and I'm trying to like meet him halfway but it's very complex because I'm I've it's a lot of self-inflicted damage that yeah. I caused on myself. Oh like, my God, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I got all the I got all the niggas that I wanted, and I got all the niggas that I desired. But it came to the point and you where thought it was that just, was what it was about. When I really gagged was when I realized that the same niggas that I wanted and that I felt like I obtained were obtainable to every other bitch. Yeah. Right. That's when I gagged. And I was like, oh, wait. Like, easy, honey. Yeah. Easy. Men are easy. So then when I started... <laughs> yeah. So then when I started... And when I started to, like, you know, invest in myself and, like, my procedures and, you know, go through, like, my hormonal therapy and, like, pay for surgery out of my pocket, like, I was just like, okay, so, like, the stakes are getting a little bit higher yeah. now. You value like, you know what I mean? More, <laughs> like, because you're like, this is expensive. It's an investment. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more so, like, the metaphysical yeah. aspect of, like, me morphing into, like, the woman that I, like, deserve to be. Yeah. Because in the middle of that time, I, I wasn't in the place where I right. felt like I deserved to be. Like, I was just like... Right. I'm just this little... And now it's like, do they deserve to have this woman? Yeah. Isn't it nice to have that sense of relief now in your life? Like, like that girl, she had fun. You know, the moments were, you know, fun fun was had, right? (laughs) But thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Edit. Well, fun, you know, we're all all young. We all have our our moments. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't take it away. No, I wouldn't take it away. (laughs) But to have that clarity now and having a partner in crime and... And, That's a big part and, of it, and, having and, a partner. And, and then you wanting to get to that place where it's completely raw and, mm-hmm. and open. You're just each you're yeah. you're present, and you want to you want to fight you you want to work on this shit. Yes, I know? do, and I have, I gagged when I when I put it into words. I mean, like I feel like I just 
rewrote it to my man like last week. Because sometimes, you know, you got to reiterate shit to niggas. Oh, yeah, so, of course. I, a I, reminder. And I was reflecting. <laughs> Notification. Was, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was reflecting and I was reading and I was like, wow, bitch, I said that. Like, I said I was a dirty little hoe and niggas didn't know how to treat me and I was still giving myself to niggas and that's why I'm in the place that I'm at. And, like, I broke it down to him in this text message. Like, this, this is why there's no... I would not fake sexual trauma like i would not I, you can't no. think that i mean like that's and a part of the femme queen life it's, and a it's lot of re- girls and it's really shit. and it's really a thing like it's like i feel like people's relationship with sex is like they forget that it's still an act it's still something that involves all of your senses it's yeah. still something that you have to like want yeah. to do it's it's the most intimate it's thing so you, shady. you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super intimate you're in you know like you're the communication of that, okay, we're going to do this, and then yeah. let's feel comfortable, let's not make this weird. So I'm curious, <laughs> I'm curious what you think, because a lot of men, you know, are stigmatized for loving and desiring trans women. Mm-hmm. And there are men who prefer to only date trans women over cis women. And I've seen trans women sort of sound off on these men and, and say that they are also fetishizing us. Mm. And I personally wondered why women think it's okay for men to exclusively date and fuck cis women, but when it comes to trans women, it's somehow not okay, or they see it as, you know, they call them chasers, or they stigmatize men further for that. So I'm curious what you think about that topic, like that men that exclusively date trans women, like, what's your take on them? What's my take on men that exclusively date trans women? Or have sex with, or Or, whatever. mm -hmm. Desire trans women only. Um... I, I still think, uh, nonetheless, they are men. They are the men of our world. They are, you know, again, to me, like, a man and a woman, like, it's, 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 like, it's more spiritual than anything. Because it's, like, I could, despite what, like, what I am today, who I am today, like, you know, presenting as female, like, it's, like, I can still be a mother to a child. Yeah. Like, a mother is, like, uh, it's it's much more than, like, what you're capable of doing with your body. You know what yeah. I mean? Like The nurturing yeah, yeah, is part like, of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and a woman can be a father. My Absolutely. mother was a father to me, yeah. right? Yeah. So I never want to take away from the fact that, like, you know, men are men regardless of what bodies they come in or regardless of what, you know, they're capable of with their bodies. Um, but I, I think there's still... Even for even for cis women and men, like everything is up for questioning. Everything is up for discussion. Everything is up for debate. Everything is up for like investigation or research, for that matter. Not investigation sounds like you know, but like research. So it's like I need to know why you like me and me only. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're gonna say like it's like you know it's the person you are and like this and and the inside is not really what you look like. I still need. To, I deserve to know why. Of course, you know yeah, what I mean. Let's have and a conversation. yeah, like have, let's have a conversation. Like let's research this. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know about. You know, yes, men can present to you as like to a cis woman or like a trans. Yes, a man can present to you as like you know a, a heterosexual man, and that's not up for debate. But I still need to know why you love women. Mm-hmm. Why do you? And it's not about why you like to fuck girls, but it's like why do you love women? What about women do you love? 
And that will lead me to understand why you like me because I identify as a woman. So yeah. it's like with my man, it's like that's a constant thing that I ask him. Like it's like, what about women attracts you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what about, you know, the woman? Forget anatomy, because clearly anatomy will vary according to yeah. experience. Hello. But what about the woman do you like? I can tell you what I like what I like about the man or anybody that I'm attracted to, because I'm pretty fluid, but like I can tell you about why I like particular people. Mm-hmm. So Men who are attracted to trans women only, they don't deserve to be labeled. I don't like it when people call them chasers. There there mm-hmm. are traditional chaser behaviors where it's like, you know, you notice that he's like in a circuit or like, you know, right. dots are connecting. Like that's chaser behavior, cool. But also there is a very big possibility that he only likes trans women. And I'm a type of person that I love to give people their platform and mm-hmm. like, you know, I got the microphone. I'll give you the microphone. Yeah. Like, you know, let's uh-huh. talk about it. So and what do you think about... I'm curious. We did an episode about this closure where we talked about, like, when do you spill your tea? Do you spill your tea? Is it okay? Is it morally wrong if you don't spill your tea when being intimate with someone? And we talked about the laws that, like, crazy laws in London, London. where it's, like, illegal to do something, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, I would have been in jail by now. But. We would all be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious what, you, what your view is on disclosure like what is morally correct in that scenario when to spill the tea and how and do you even need to it's a i mean it depends like are you i feel like these are the two variables when it comes to like spilling your tea like it's like is is you letting him know that you're you're of the trans experience. Like, is that does that make you feel safer and more comfortable? Because ultimately, it's about you. Does it make you feel right. more safe or more comfortable? Or are you doing it because, you know, you want to know if he's attracted to a trans woman? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you don't really have to. Um, okay. In hookup culture, I don't feel like you have to. Right. But, you know, in, like, long-term, like, explorative life with another human... I do think that they deserve to know. Um, And not, and again, it's not like in a sexual connotation or like the connotation of anatomy. It's more so just like experience. Like regardless of, you know, post-op or pre-op or how early you transitioned or whatever, like it's like we all go through very similar, almost identical experiences Um, Mm. or like processes. What am I trying to say? I'm just trying to say that like, our anxieties are very different. The reason why we feel the way we feel is very, I mean, very similar. That's what I mean to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, you could have started transitioning at five years old. I could have started at whenever I started. But it's like, there's no denying the fact that, like, we're both trans. And, you know, we we are under a very big umbrella, but we're still under an umbrella. It's no shame. Yeah, we have that experience that will always sit with us and be exactly so that is why i feel like you know in a long-term relationship it will be beneficial to disclose because it's like that man now has the opportunity to do research on what you've been through and like what goes through your head every day when you walk out the door because not a lot of people are important for partners yeah not a lot of people are hip to that like it's like you know a lot of people see femme queens and trans women and it's like they see that we're beautiful they see that we might be passable or that we've achieved certain milestones in our anatomy and like Mm -hmm. you know physically but that moment of walking out the door 
Like, yeah. literally, the door of wherever you slept is a big moment. Because it's just like, okay, bitch, like, here we go. That's so real. Like, you know. And That's then... So Guns up. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even with the way, like, things are moving with our... With, like, fatalities in regards to, like, yeah. trans women. Like, it's like, you can't deny that. Like, every time I see an article, I send it to my man. Because I'm just like... That this could be real. Me. Yeah, that's it's why so I remember scary. I've dated I've dated guys that have like no clue, and then like, I'll come home from having a really fucking hard day, like have some hard experiences oh. in the street, and then I'll be like, kind of unloading a bit, and he'd be like, "Why are you so crazy?" Or like, "What?" Like yeah, looking like, at me like because like, my life was just threatened. You really don't fucking understand. exactly like <laughs> I just had to speed walk home a lot. No yeah, shade. I got followed for three blocks, and yeah. like I'm thinking I'm getting and I gotta, murdered. I gotta, go to, <laughs> I gotta go to a different uh, train because I got you know like right. you know well, I had to get off the train. Yeah, because get off a group the train. Of guys exactly. came on, and I felt really fucking yeah. paranoid and scared, and I'm, my life's in danger, and I. That's I got why. home, so I was late. So. But you know, like that's well, I don't understand the ignorance in that, though. I really don't. Like yeah. you know, like I don't Just, understand the ignorance well, of not I, yeah, understanding that. People have their own experiences too, and they. I mean, yeah, I think it's also, I guess, our responsibility to to let them express know. it and right. like, educate. I guess that's where. Yeah, but a you lot know. of people misconstrue that shit for paranoia, and it's like, no, bitch, I'm not paranoid. No, right. Like, this is just what it is. Like, Survival. Google it. Like, bitches is getting killed <laughs> yeah. for being trans. Exactly. They're not getting killed because they robbed somebody because they, no. they, you know, were in a gang. No, it's literally for they being just, trans. For, just yeah, like, for like, waking up and going to, I'm going to get my milk and, like, Yeah, it's sudden, terrifying when you yeah. get even catcalled in the street. It's like, you know, some, and at some point you're supposed to think it's cute. Like, oh, you, you know, you get catcalled. Like, whenever I get catcalled, I'm like... I may die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one guy spooks, and then the whole game gang spooks, and then it becomes... Girl, it's happened so many times. Like, yeah. it yes. happens to girls in New York all the time, all around the world all the time. That'd be real. Yeah. All right, I know you've been heavily influenced by ballroom culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you once said, when referring to ballroom, you said, it is a pleasure for it to stay underground. It seems like a preserved culture to me. Do you think that that's still the case now? Or has it changed or has it lost its underground flair? I still don't think it's lost its underground flair because there are still a lot of things that Vice or whoever just can't cover. Yeah. Because it's just, it's embedded in us mentally. And it's like when we get together, like there's just still like... It's even, beyond the show. Yeah, even down oh to vernacular. Gosh. Like, it's like, we could be having... I could be having a conversation with one of my boyfriend girlfriends in front of my man, and he would still have no idea what the fuck we're saying. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that shit. Because we'll just That's be like... That's why I fell in love with the culture. I was like, what did they just say? I want to know. And God forbid we break out in pig Latin. Like, you know... Oh, my God. Oh my God. Just that when she was here. Mm-hmm. So, it's oh my still... God. There's Do you, still can you speak pig Latin? Can you, uh, can you I lost touch little? with it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to spit a rhyme in pig Latin once. That'd be fun. Like, <laughs> It's on the radar. But um, yeah, so there's still a lot of parts of it that, you know, people just can't tap into because it's it's just, it's, again, it's metaphysical. Like, it's beyond physical state and it's, like, metaphorical. Like, you can't, you you could use words to describe it, but you still can't, like, nail it, you know? Yeah, the soul can't be touched. Exactly. So, um, I think it's, it's, like, it's, like... Amazonic or like I mean Amazonian or um just like indigenous cultures where it's just like no matter how many years go by, no matter how many National Geographic episodes are happening, <laughs> yeah, there's still things inside of them the that roots. only make sense to them. And yeah. 
God forbid there was like some sort of genocide or some sort of like worldly issue that didn't allow them to be in their habitat, but their mm-hmm. culture is still their culture, you know? So that's how I feel about Barbara. Yeah. It's like, she's still yeah. very, very preserved. Like It is. When Giselle was here, we talked about like the pressure that trans women face to live up to body image standards, I, especially I to that part, in ballroom. Yeah. Like, do you feel that pressure? And also, like, I know that's also a, pres- a pressure in hip-hop in general for women, like, mm-hmm. this body image. I mean, yeah, body image has always... it's it, it has always varied for me, right? Like, where do I reference, like, body imagery from? Mm-hmm. Like, and it took a long time for me to understand that I'm just my kind of girl. Like, I... Right. My body is just my body, and... That's a huge being, part of it that girls sometimes don't get. Yeah, and um, but it took me to have like worldly views and like you know be able to like branch out of what I considered normal to understand that that like mm-hmm. many different kind of women exist because if I stayed within like the realm of ballroom like by now I would have been a traditional like femme queen body you know what I mean right. like I would have I would have felt the pressure mm-hmm. um, but there was also something about. Um, the time that I transitioned in and like doing it by my own means with my own earnings and the very unique lifestyle that allowed me to Mm -hmm. transition physically, which was my musical career, that told me like, you know what, like preserve the body that you're in because you waited long enough to like make these changes. Like, let's be nice. Let's be patient. Yeah. Let's be kind to our bodies. Yeah. Let's be kind to our bodies. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we're getting to the end of our convo. I'm going to miss you. We're going to have to be hanging out from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be my our new best friend? We're going to kiki. We should go out to dinner, right? We should do something really nice. Yeah. I'll do a monthly co-host moment. Oh my God. That was so much fun. Okay. Before you leave, top five MCs of all time. Go. Go. <laughs> we gotta think about this. Quick, quick, let's do it. ZMX, check. Foxy Brown, yes. yes. But like Foxy Brown, little Kim count as one. I don't care what anybody says. Like, oh, it's just, okay. It's, so it's the same. It's the same girl for me. All right. Um, ZMX, Foxy. Um, uh, baby, you want to give me a third one? Jay Z. Jay Z, Jay Z, fair enough. Um, okay. I already said that. Um, Biggie, uh, Biggie. <gasps> yeah, Biggie. Ah! That's not, that's number four. Okay, um, Biggie's on the And then any, any Nas. I, um, I was gonna say between. Can you Nas, have Nas on the same list as Jay Z and Biggie? Oh. I was gonna say between Nas and Ghostface, but oh, nice. oh, Ghostface is. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do Ghostface. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I actually know his son. He's like a very talented singer. So. Oh my god, I heard about his son that mm-hmm. he's like in music too. Yeah, so cute. Creative family. I love a creative I love family. That. Mm-hmm. Can you say uh, allegedly NYC? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, NYC. There we go. Ah, like oh that. God. Thank you well, so much. Well, where can much. people find you yes. that want to stalk you? Yes. But she has a, a husband, so don't try it. Don't try it. That's where y'all can find me. Business inquiries can be sent to. Yes, y'all can find me in his house. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, Dear Miss Boogie. Love. Um, so, Dear Miss Boogie. And um, I guess 
if you wanted to like write to me for any other reason, pen pals or business equal beats. Yeah, business. Um, hey, Miss Boogie at gmail.com. Nice. Yes. And that yeah. was awesome. Oh my God. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We really, it was nice having you. You really like to our little. Helped bring our season to a close. Yeah, that was awesome. Some goddess power. That was a power. good finish. It was a pleasure. <laughs> you guys asked all the right things. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, before we leave, we always play a freestyle. We track. always play a freestyle. Ava picked Like them. freestyle the genre? Yes. yes. Oh my God. Please yeah. go ahead. <laughs> okay. I love freestyle. So music. today is going to be Johnny O. Okay. And it's going to be Fancy Girl. Oh, Fantasy Girl. This Fantasy. one's for you. This is for you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly NYC.